Well, as I said at the outset, I'm going to try to keep this brief. Um, essentially, what I want to do is just set things up. We have about seven or eight uh, presenters today. And as I said, there's, there's more uh, mission partners and incredible ministries in our city than we could all present on the stage. But my goal was to present about seven or eight uh, from the main stage that will either be video or a video and a, and a short communication. My hope in all this, I guess, first of all, I would say that... that um, as a church, when you give to this church, and I've been talking about this in a recent generosity series, when you give to this church, the first 10% of our budget goes out the door. And that money goes to many of these mission partners that you're going to be hearing from today. So when you give to this church, you're already doing something. But my hope is that we would do more than just cut a check or give a donation and send it off, that we would be partnering with these incredible organizations um, in, in, in many different ways. And so perhaps after service today, we're going to kick on the back lights and I'm really encouraging our church family to spend some time at the back meeting these incredible leaders that are doing amazing things in our city and throughout the world. And I believe that God will lead you to speak to different people and perhaps you will, you will feel uh, God moving on your heart to, to jump in and help, maybe to volunteer with one of these organizations. We're always asking for volunteers here at the church. But what I really want is for our church to be engaged in our community and to support our, our missions partners. So I want to create the opportunity for you guys to talk to them, to find out what their needs are, and, and just to help us as a church in an individual basis. So, so with that, I'm going to invite um, Youth Unlimited. So we've got Jen Klusterman and David Jones coming on up. And uh, yeah, give them a round of applause. Here you go. <laughs> Thanks, Nathan. And thank you uh, for having us this morning, Pathway. It's um, wonderful to be with you. Um, my name's Jen. This is Dave. We're with Youth for Christ Youth Unlimited here in Peterborough. And um, we really want to start just by honoring uh, your church in the partnership that you've had with us over the last um, number of years, I think probably from the beginning. Um, a number of our staff are a part of Pathway Church. Uh, we've had a number of you come and volunteer with us and be involved in giving. And we uh, really b- view this as a true missional partnership um, that our city would know the Lord. Um, Youth for Christ exists that every young person uh, would have the opportunity to know Jesus and live fully in Christ. Um, so uh, Youth for Christ is an international organization. We also um, have a national branch of that, which Tim Coles um, is our national director of. And here in Peterborough, we have two um, missional hubs uh, in our city. So the Bridge Youth Center is right downtown Peterborough. Um, and we're an outreach center. We reach out to youth um, and families in the community with the gospel, the hope of Jesus Christ. Christ, um, run youth programming, run a number of partnerships with uh, some other of the organizations represented here as well. Um, and we also uh, do other forms of outreach. So Dave um, is here. He is currently serving as the chaplain of the Peterborough Peets. Um, we've had some partnerships in schools um, and done lots of creative things to reach our community uh, with the hope of Christ. Um, moving through COVID, um, we had to pivot a number of times. Um, in 2020, we turned our youth center into a food distribution center and distributed uh, food boxes weekly to uh, over 600 families in our community um, that were uh, impacted with the closures of schools uh, with the pandemic. Um, in 2021, uh, we partnered with uh, the Youth Emergency Shelter, and we're running programming for uh, homeless youth in the community, um, as well as last winter, uh, we opened our doors for the warming space, um, which I just found out... Um, the total number of individuals that use that space is 371. 
So when we look at the state of our city now, uh, coming through this time where we've all been shaken, um, and in many ways our faith has been tested, um, what we are seeing um, as frontline missionary workers in your community um, is that the gospel is the power of God to save. Um, In the midst of a time where there's been uh, darkness and a lack of hope um, in many people's lives, um, we are seeing God move in in young people's lives, in um, people on the street, in ways that um, are just so beautiful and so Jesus. Um, It was said of Jesus that uh, the light uh, shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And we want to encourage you today um, at Pathway that this is very much true and alive in your community. Um, And if you want to connect in with what we're doing or learn more about us, we'd love to uh, connect with you after service. But I'm just going to get Dave to share a little bit of uh, stories of how we've seen God work in young people's lives. Yeah, just two really cool, quick stories. Uh, Obviously, during the last two years, things were challenging. Uh, We had to find different ways to connect with youth, but God is so faithful. God used something uh, from my past that I never thought would be redeemed, and neither did my father, but gaming of all things. We decided to connect with the youth online, and we ended up getting a great group who started coming out every week online and would game with us for a couple of hours. And during that time, their walls were down. We'd have opportunities to really ask them good questions, get to know them really well, And uh, one of the kids who was coming out, or online was coming out to that program, ended up inviting one of his friends from Newfoundland, of all places. And he ended up, throughout the course of a couple months, really getting to know us really well, trusting us. And one night, at the end of gaming, he said, hey, could you stick on for a bit? And so Josh and I stuck around, and over the next half hour, got the opportunity to share our testimonies with him, and then share the gospel with him. And we didn't know it that night, but we found out later that he ended up that night accepting Christ. And shortly, yeah, amen, right? He also opened up to us a couple months later and let us know that he had been intending to take his life that week. And if if it hadn't have been for the opportunity to hear how God had changed our lives through our testimonies and that he could do that for him, he said he didn't feel that he'd still be here today. And so we're still connected with that youth, and he's doing really well. And that's just such a, a beautiful opportunity. And it was a great opportunity for me to call my dad and say, hey, God redeemed even all those wasted years of gaming. <laughs> One more quick update is that um, the opportunity with the Peterborough Peets is a beautiful opportunity. If you know Tim Coles, you know of the chapel. Tim brought me on a couple of years ago, and I've got the opportunity to lead it now, and it's beautiful. We have 32 young men. We have the entire Pete's roster shows up to chapel, and then on top of that, the U18 players, uh, Pete's U18 team, a bunch of them also come out to chapel. So we have the opportunity to share the gospel boldly and clearly with 32 young men who otherwise would probably never wander into a church. They don't have the free time in their schedule. Their lives are crazy, and there's just a real culture around hockey that isn't so open to Christianity. But with the Peterborough Pete's, doors have been opened through David Fisher and Tim Coles and their faithful work there, and we have an opportunity, and it's so beautiful. And just recently, we had a player who came up again after we had the opportunity to share uh, my testimony and then the gospel. He came up afterwards and said, hey, I didn't know that anyone could accept Christ. I thought it was only people who were special or holy, went to church enough, or had the right relationship with God. And then I heard your testimony. He said, I grew up in an atheist family, but I have friends um, who are Christians, but I never thought I could have that, and they'd never really explained that to me. And he said, so I want that. I want to know more about that. And so I got a, he, he asked, can I get a Bible? Is that accessible? Can I read that? And I was like, it's, it's a long read, but it's a good read. I was like, I can get you that. 
So got him a Bible, sat down with him that week uh, for an hour and a half. He was engaged, and we went through the entire Bible. Not obviously all, but an overview of all of it, and an opportunity to just explain how beautiful it is, and how it's God's Word, and how it's for him personally, and he can engage with God through his Word. And he was so excited, and of all things, he's excited to read Job. So, anyways... Praise God, and we're so thankful for those opportunities and so thankful for you supporting us to be able to reach the youth in our city, the Peterborough Peets, and youth even out all the way in Newfoundland. So thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Dave. Um, so come, come check us out. Uh, two things I'll leave you with today is, one, uh, the gospel works. You can share it. Um, if you want to learn more about how, come check in with us. And two, um, loving your neighbor also works. Uh, so that's another thing you can do today. So God bless you guys, and thank you so much for having us. Thank you. That's awesome. Uh, next, we're going to share uh, a little video uh, that's from the Kawartha Food Share. And so many of you will know Kawartha Food Share. They do their porch pickups events and all those types of things. But uh, Kawartha Food Share is a really, really important organization in our community. Uh, because they are a food distribution center for so many, whether it's whether it's school feeding programs, whether it's One Roof uh, downtown, um, and I'm sure even um, many of the organizations that are feeding people in our city, the food is coming through them. One of the interesting things about a food distribution center is um, they get donations from grocery stores and nearly expired food and all those things, uh, but it's hard for them to raise money for their staff, for their rent, for their for their all those things. And so, as a church, we just we just said from day when we started uh, supporting them about eight years ago that we wanted to be a continuous uh, blessing as a church to send them resources to help them with all that they do. So here's a little video with me and Mackenzie. All right, so I'm here with Mackenzie. We're at the Quartz Food Share, and we'll get uh, a little bit of footage for you to see what's going on here. So I just I wanted to ask her to share a little bit for those who don't know uh, what Quartz Food Share does and how they're making an impact on our city. And they're one of our local mission partners. We're happy to support them, and we'd just love to share with you a little bit of, of what's going on and how they're making a difference. So, so um, what we do here is we are a distribution center to all 36 member agencies in Peterborough. So that would be food banks and. Um, other places like our One Roof, who do meals for everybody, um, and then we have our 51 schools, who we do food programs for, who we also provide food for them too. Um, we kind of get a lot of um, our donations. We rely on our community a lot for our food as well as our monetary donations. So our community definitely contributes, especially you guys, contribute to helping us. You know purchase those items, especially with food inflation going up in this time. So we do love our community, and our community is so generous for us. Um, we also get food through partnerships we have with Costco, Metro, and Walmart in the area, um, as well as purchasing with um, distribution centers and group purchasing that helps us get things in bulk, like our staple food items, for a little bit cheaper. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. pretty much what we do here. And one of the reasons why, as a church, we wanted to support um, Court Food Share financially each year and make that an ongoing mission is because they're supplying food to so many of those organizations, as you mentioned. Food is going out. I think there's uh, school food programs that get packaged yeah. and sent out from this place. So when we're supporting you guys, we're helping to support food yeah. security in our city, which is huge. I wanted to ask you one last question. Uh, there might be folks in our church who would love to volunteer and help. 
and uh, are there any volunteer opportunities and when when would they be and how could people kind of uh, reach out about that yeah absolutely so we're we weren't taking as many volunteers back in the height of covid but we're definitely reaching out looking for more volunteers to come on in and help us in the warehouse which would mainly consist of like sorting and helping build our orders for our member agencies um we would love people to come in. We're not open on the evenings or the weekends, but throughout the day from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., you know, you choose your time, whatever works um, for you to come in and give us a hand. You know, we would be absolutely grateful if anyone would like to come and do some sorting and get to know us and spend that time with us and our staff. Um, and if you wanted to reach out, you can reach out to me. Um, the, the number for me is 705-745. 5377 extension 203 and you can let me know what your availability is um, and we can work around that and like we'd be absolutely happy to have to have anybody come in and give us a helping hand that's awesome i know that's part of our heart is to not just send money but actually to partner with with ministries and so thanks for all you do and we appreciate uh, being able to partner together thanks for coming thanks guys thank you awesome yeah so unfortunately, we, we don't have anyone representing Fourth Future here to speak with after, but of course you can email them, call them anytime. Uh, they specifically need volunteers during the day, so for those of you who that's a possibility to go in, uh, they have lots of needs for sorting and things uh, during uh, work hours, so just reach out to them if you'd like to be involved. Next, uh, we're going to hear from, from Carl and Kids Against Hunger, and so many of you know, uh, since I think the second year, we did our first food packing event, and we've continued to do those as we're able. Uh, we're going to have another one uh, in January, February, sometime um, coming soon. We're going to have another food packing event. So I'm going to share a little video and then Carl is going to come up and speak for a moment. At Kids Against Hunger Canada, we package and ship highly nutritious, life-saving meals to the starving and malnourished within Canada and developing countries around the world. By mobilizing the energy and caring of Canadian youth and adults, we can help those in need. Kids Against Hunger Canada seeks to end hunger, but also to fill a need for meaning, community and contribution. Our highly nutritious food is a lifeline for those who are hungry and starving. The fact is, every six seconds a child dies of hunger. You can help us help them. The good news is that malnutrition can be reversed in as little as three months. Here are a few dramatic changes our food has made. My name's Carl Nobine. I'm the founder of Kids Against Hunger, and Wayne McConaughey's here with us this morning as well. He's our general manager and also the backbone of our charity, which uh, he's been there through thick and thin and through the pandemic and everything, and uh, Wayne deserves a special note here today. We'll both be back here afterwards. Um, 
Pathway's been partnering with us for a little over 10 years now, so this is like a a celebration. Um, When uh, Nathan and I went to uh, Haiti on a mission trip, and we spent the time with Tony, and it's uh, changed our lives forever, so... Um, we do, uh, in, since 2009, we became a registered charity. We've now packaged and distributed over three and a half million meals. And uh, all the praise and glory to God for that. Uh, the, the distribution is both locally and domestic. Local missions we've supported. We've supported food banks, uh, the First Nations, the First Peoples. We've gotten food up to the northern Ontario reservations as well as up to the territories. And uh, right now in this year, we've uh, gotten food into the Philippines, which has helped out tremendously there. Um, Through Pathways Packaging event this spring, we got uh, 16,000 meals into Cuba. And uh, Cuba, it's such a... They have a wonderful country, but because of the government, it's almost impossible to get food in there. And our food was, even though we did all the paperwork right, it was still held ransom for about six weeks so that they could charge us extra fees to get the food in. But we got it in and it's been distributed and we hope to continue doing that with our people there. And we thank you, Pathway, for for participating in that. We also still been able to get food into Haiti, and Haiti has only gotten worse and worse every year, but we're going to try doing what we can as best as we can. Um, the government there is in a turmoil, as is the whole country, but they're still God's people, so we're trying to help. Um, you know, Pathway this spring packaged 6,000 meals. It was our first shipment. And uh, we went, the pandemic has really hit everybody hard, and, uh, but uh, we wondered, I turned over to the Lord and said, like, God, these are your starving children, what do we do? Wayne researched it a bit and found that we're considered an essential service, and we were able to continue packing through the, the pandemic. It set us back quite a bit, but we're recovering now. It's great to do packaging events, and uh, we look forward to continuing with, with Pathway working in that way. And what recently, I know you've seen all the things with our schools and everything that's going on in this world, but um, our youth are still out there and they're committed. Like We've had, just in the last week or so, uh, three or four uh, teenagers reach out, Toronto and locally and whatnot. They want to just package food. They want to bring it into their schools. So maybe lift them up in prayers. But uh, our kids, they're, they're for us, and uh, we just hope to continue to make a difference there. And... Uh, on behalf of Kids Against Hunger, I just want to thank you and uh, blessings to you. And Wayne asked me to mention uh, Canada Helps, one of um, our platform where we receive donations on. They have an annual program. It's called Giving Tuesdays. So this November 19th, we're looking for volunteers to help us pack and, and or contribute if you want. But we'd love to get you out to our warehouse. It's on the parkway right by Costco, and uh, we'd love to have you. And thank you again. All right, I'm going to invite Tony to come on up. Uh, many of you will know Tony Jones. He's spoken here on a number of occasions. And uh, Tony's been a missionary in Haiti, as Carl said. Carl asked me, he said, we're going to distribute food in Haiti. Would you come with me? I want to check out, make sure this is legit, like the food's going to get to the people. So we showed up at the airport and met this man. And as, as Carl said, our lives were changed as we saw the work he's doing and just said, hey, as a church, we need to, we need to get behind this. So, Tony, thank you. thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thank you very much. Hello, brothers and sisters. Yeah, I've been blessed by uh, Wayne, Carl, and Nathan. And as usual, I'm going to get emotional. 
I'm going to tell you one thing we all have in common, all these missions, and that's Jesus Christ. And I can tell you, I've been on the mission field for 20 years, and I can tell you the only thing that will win the war against poverty, injustice, disease, and hunger is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, it is the Spirit of God through the Word of God. Because after 20 years in two countries, I can tell you the heart of the problem is the problem with the heart. And only the supernatural work of Jesus Christ will change your heart. And I'll tell you, 10 years ago, I was blessed to meet Nathan and Carl. They came to Haiti. They were crazy enough to come to Haiti. And I'm going to tell you a quick, quick story. One week prior to them coming, I had a mountain man, a director of this school, that Pathway is now supported for 10 years. He came to my house. He walked eight hours down the mountain to come to my house. This is a week prior. I didn't even know these guys were coming. This, this director of the school came because I had started to uh, do mission work in the mountains, and we were supporting teachers, and we were bringing the gospel to the school children up there. They had never heard the gospel. They 85, 95% of the people practice voodoo. And this teacher, direct, the director of the school came, and he said, Tony, I heard you come to the mountains, and you help the schools, and you bring Jesus Christ. And I, I, I said, yes, we do, Brutus. And he said, what had happened was, they had had one of their children sacrifice in a voodoo, in a voodoo ceremony the week before. And he really wanted help. He wanted us to bring the gospel. They sacrificed with the little boy. I didn't even tell Nathan and Carl that. I didn't tell them anything. I said, Brutus, I'm going to come up. But I didn't tell them when. Well, just so happens, these guys come the next weekend. What better time to take them up there? And what I do, brother, I never, ever ask anybody for anything but prayer. But what I do is I say, Lord, if it be your will, touch these, these guys' hearts when I take them up there. I already knew they'd killed the boy, and I already knew they needed their help with the school. But I never told them nothing. And I took Nathan and Carl up there. It was like six, seven hours. We had to ride a donkey, the Haitian Hummers, I call them. We went up there. And I'm going to tell you, by the time we came down to my house, their hearts were changed. And from that day on, they have supported this school for 10 years. Now, the witch doctor that killed the little boy came to the Lord. Because here's the deal I made. Yeah, here's the deal I made. If we're going to support the teachers in these mountain schools, they have to allow me to bring the gospel in. Well, guess what? That's, they said, no problem, Tony. You're paying the teachers. You can, bring, you can do whatever you want. So we started to bring the gospel to the children. What happened was the kids would go home to their voodoo parents, and the, children, and the parents noticed a difference in the kids. The kids weren't fighting with them anymore. They weren't stealing out of gardens anymore. They weren't going crazy. And the parents couldn't believe what was going on. And the little children would say to their mom and dad, Oh, Jesus, he doesn't like us to do that. And these, so the parents wanted to know, What are they teaching at this school? Like, look, I'm, in, I'm, I'm into the reading and writing, but I'm into a higher education, if you know what I mean. So what happened was the parents would start to come to school in the morning. And they would sit down and listen to the Bible stories. Because, listen to me, it is the gospel. Next thing you know, the parents are getting saved from hearing these children's stories in school. It was unbelievable. We had 200 of the 350 families in that community come to the Lord. 250. It's unbelievable. We had to plan a church. I'm not a church planner, but we had to plan a church. Oh, and that is all through the support 
of Pathway Church who's been paying those teachers and from Carl, Naven, and Wayne because they got to be alive to hear the word. So we, we feed them where we can. So anyway, I want to thank all of you for your support. And there's brothers and sisters out here that send me support uh, on the side too. And I want to thank you so much because the gospel is being thread to, spread through that country. And you know what? The Bible says in James, the poor will always be amongst you. But God prepares a mansion for these poor little kids and families. And one day, we're all going to eat at the same table. Love yous. Awesome. Thanks, Tony. Um, when, when we, this is a little bit of backstory. When we actually uh, started Pathway Church about 12 years ago, September uh, 12 years ago, uh, we had no money, and so the handful of people that started showing up, we had like a little bit of chairs over in this corner of the gym. Uh, as, as money started to come in, our budget was really small in the first year, we, we started out with this premise that we wanted to give the first 10% away, and so we, we took on a nurse in Garissa, Kenya, that's working within a, a Muslim, uh, predominantly Muslim community um, through the Friends organization. So I got a little video from Pastor Brian giving us a, a quick update on that, and we've continued for 12 years. Brian Mahood here to say thanks to Pathway for caring about people in our world. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what you do and how you support a nurse that's so strategic in a village in Kenya called Garissa. Now, Garissa is right on the edge of a lot of attacks so that when we began this clinic, the local Muslim leaders said to us, we will be your fence. Now we do have a fence, but that meant we will protect you from those that might want to terrorize and cause problems. Garissa is that village about four years ago. I won't give too many details, but 160 students at a university were killed because of terrorism. That's where your nurse is serving. I've been there. I've seen those moms. Uh, we now have shade for the moms to sit in. I've seen them with sick kids in their hands. We don't have a doctor because we're not a hospital. We have a clinic and a pharmacy. And you'll see these pictures of before and how it looks now. And thousands every year get touched, get help, get encouraged. Um, because we work as a team. Friends is the ministry. Garissa is the city. Friends needs people like you to be a friend to help us fulfill our dream is to encourage people. While they're sitting there waiting, they see pictures of Jesus. Muslims are not opposed to Jesus because Jesus was a healer. And they sit in the heat with their sick children or sick adults waiting to get in instruction, medicine, whatever it is. So Pathway, you're making a difference. Thanks for being part of this great team we call friends. That's awesome. So, as, as our budget has continued to expand over the years, uh, recently our, our board and our elders uh, reviewed two local missionaries that are at work here in our city that we wanted to begin a continuous partnership. And so we've committed over the next year and a half to continue to support these two missionaries. So I'm going to introduce them both to you. Uh, for the first time. Uh, the first uh, man, his name is Rani Ibrahim, and he works uh, with um, 
newcomers to our community. He's called Newcomers Mission, and he helps uh, to support uh, those who are immigrating or moving to our area. has a wonderful ministry. We've got a little quick video of him describing his programs, and then he'll come up and say hi. Hello, everyone. I am Rani Ibrahim, leading the Newcomers Mission, the Arabic ministry in Peterborough area. I would like to share with you uh, my heart about what God was doing during uh, the Newcomers Mission, the Arabic ministry in our city. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. He is beautifully inscribed in Arabic on a handcraft, heart-shaped wooden decoration that a newcomer to Canada gave to me. I was delighted but not surprised to see this verse from First uh, John chapter 4, verse 8 on a gift gift given to me by someone who is not Christian. I shared this verse with him as we talked about our countries of origin and our problems. I respect his culture and he does the, uh, the same for me. He respects my faith. By sharing the verse, I was showing him my love. He was doing the same for me by giving me this gift. He also made other wooden carving and wrote verses from the Bible on them that I had shared with him. Building a genuine relationships by sharing the love of God and the good news through respect, care, and generosity is the heart of the newcomer's mission. The image from scripture that I see as representing this ministry is that of God as a mother bird whose wings act as a refuge for people taken from Psalm 91 verse 4. The Newcomers Mission aims to provide two wings of refuge, social, cultural support, ESL classes, online, in-person, Canadian citizenship test preparation workshop series, translation services, and family youth and men's programming at the Bridge Youth Center Youth for Christ and spiritual support, prayer meetings, Arabic worship, services, and fellowship at Tim Hortons and through house visits. The two wings must work together in the context of relationships so that the newcomers can thrive. Adults, fathers are soft, like God's love. We help people to get driver's licenses, find job, pay taxes, obtain housing, accesses health care and create sponsorships groups to sponsor their relatives so that God's promise of security and comfort will be made real in their lives. There are many stories showing that God is in the move. And I would love to share that story with you. If you like to hear these stories, you can contact me at rani131131 at hotmail.com. Thank you very much. Awesome. Yep. Thank you. I'm, I'm pleased to introduce, for those that don't know Ranny, I'm pleased to introduce him to you. One of the things I love about what you're doing, Ranny, is that you are reaching people in our community that, that <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know how to speak Arabic, I don't understand the culture, but you have been um, a light of the gospel to this community that is in our, in our city, and part of our city, and so thank you for that. And, yeah. Thank you very much. Hello, marhaba. Hello, Miss Marhaba. And marhaba is Aramaic word. It is not Arabic word, which means God is love. Our Christian ancestors, they used to use it, and we still use it until now. So I'm Rani Ibrahim, the founder of Newcomers Ministry. 
at St. Paul's Presbyterian Church. As, as you notice from the video, my hair was messy, so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, as you notice also, we uh, used to help newcomers through different ways and different programs. And our goal is to let them know more about our faith, about Jesus Christ. And also we are helping them to start a new life in Canada and a new life with Jesus Christ. And uh, I think there are other pictures uh, will be loading. Yes. I would like to say also that uh, our mission and outreach um, have gradually expanded to include newcomers from Ukraine, Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, and other countries. We carry two now uh, Ukrainian gatherings, like twice a month, up to 42 attendants. And also I would like to say we have uh, stories. We have baptism stories. We have stories about our newcomers have been seeing Jesus Christ in a dream with a blue cross shining. We have a story about uh, difficult discussions with the newcomers asking us, how you do believe that Jesus Christ is God? We have a story about newcomers hearing for the first time that they can call our God, our Heavenly Father. One day I was asking God, did we need to do miracles for newcomers to believe? And God answered me in Isaiah 8.18. The scripture said, I will say some of them, we are for the signs and wonders in Israel for the Lord. So everyone do ministry can do miracles. Everyone united with the Christ can be a miracle. Because Christ is in us and we are in him. So we are a miracle. We have the Holy Spirit. I would like to thank Pathway Church for having me here. I would like to thank all our friends from different churches and the churches who support us. I would like to thank the Bridge Youth Center and Jennifer. I would like to thank all the people who pray for us and help in us. Thank you. That's great. Um, one of the neat things, I don't know if you noticed this, but a lot of the photos that, that you saw, uh, Randy's uh, ministry to newcomers, a lot of those photos were taken within the Bridge Youth Center, which is one of the things that I love about today as I'm seeing our missions partners, how much they overlap, how the different, uh, different groups are, are supporting one another and working together, which is awesome. So next I want to I invite uh, Scott Cooper to come up uh, to the stage. Uh, come on up here, Scott, and uh, introduce you to him. Yeah. So I'll let, I'll let him tell you about uh, street-level advocacy, but it's been a little over a year or so that you've been yep. at work. Um, Scott's been on the streets uh, with um, the most neediest in our community, and I'll, he's, he's, a, he's a pastor by trade, and uh, just to see his pastoral heart uh, moving into that, we, just, we wanted to come alongside and support monthly, and so we're thrilled to have you here. I'm very grateful. My claim to fame is that I'm Allie and Kaylee Dunn's dad. That's how, uh, that's how I got here. Anyway, I've written it down because my wife says I'm long-winded and uh, I've been preaching for too many years. So my name is Scott Cooper. I'm with Street Level Advocacy, and I've been a pastor with the uh, Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada for 32 years. Um, For 10 years, my wife, Wendy, and I were pastors at Northview Community Church in the north end of Peterborough. We enjoyed pastoring, but it was like one day the Lord uh, took me from shepherding domesticated sheep inside the safety of the fenced meadows of the church and sent me out into the hills to find the missing wild sheep of Peterborough. And so since January of 2022, I've become an urban worker with Mission Canada. 
Uh, my daughter Allie set me up on Facebook with Street Level Account, and many individuals and churches uh, have begun to donate food, clothing, blankets, and a variety of other items to our ministry. Our ministry targets the homeless population of Peterborough, most of whom are living in tents all year round. Right now, the largest concentration of tents is just outside the overflow shelter in the Rehill lot on Wolf Street, where there are about 20 tents set up right now this morning. Within the first year, the Lord has brought me three other Christian uh, volunteers with either lived experience or social work background, and this is a complete miracle. We go out five days a week. We deliver sandwiches, water, bottles of water, donated clothing, and we linger with intent as we hand out our gifts in order to build trust and relationship. We've learned to listen well and to take a sincere interest in their lives. Our relationship begins, as relationship begins to develop, we find that folks open up and begin to talk about their hardships and their trials. And as we listen respectfully, validating their feelings. Often there's an opportunity to ask if they believe in God. And we're able to reassure them that indeed God truly does see them. And he cares about their hardships and wants to prove his love for them. If we would just ask. And so I ask if we can pray and make room for God to move and to prove his love to them. So far nobody said no to me. We have some incredible answers to prayer. One of them uh, concerning uh, a stolen wheelchair. I was just trying to think of some of it. We've got tons of stories. But this story is about a man I met about this time last year who uh, is a senior man who was living under the overhang of the silver bean and sleeping on a bed of cardboard. And he got, uh, he got around in an electric wheelchair. He would charge that wheelchair in the government buildings in the parking spot underneath as long as he didn't get kicked out of there. Um, I was able to advocate for him and got him into a new apartment on the second floor of the new Brock Street Mission just before it got really cold in December. But last March, he got a brand new wheelchair worth about ten grand, and uh, he left it on the sidewalk on Water Street just to get into a small store on Water Street and get some things, and when he came out a few moments later, his chair was gone. The police told him that rarely these items are recovered. A few days later, I drove him around to look up alleys and driveways where he was sure he was going to find it, different people that he thought might have stolen it, uh, but to no avail. And at the end of a frustrating day, we sat in my truck, and as I was dropping him off, I said to him, you know, God knows exactly where that chair was. I knew I was kind of stepping out on a limb a little bit, but I said, we need to ask him where it is. And I told him that I have this team of little old ladies who pray, and I do have six women, who senior women, who pray for me, and I can send out a text. But I said, if you're okay with it, I'm going to get these uh, these ladies who can move heaven and earth uh, to pray for you. They already pray for you by name, and and uh, so he said, okay. He was kind of astonished. Uh, we bowed our heads in the truck and prayed right there for God to show us where that chair was, and he went home just really appreciative. About two days later, I was away visiting friends up in Ottawa, and one evening he called me, and uh, he had his sister had been out driving around in her truck and spotted the wheelchair. She called the police. The police came and arrested the fellow riding the chair, and, and Wayne, Wayne got his chair back. <laughs> so I asked him on the phone, Hey, man, do you believe in the power of prayer? And he went, I do now. <laughs> 
I uh, had many good conversations with him, visited him in the hospital, and continue to walk alongside this wonderful gentleman. And there's so many stories like that. And um, he was so appreciative. He got his chair back, asked me to please thank those ladies for praying. I want to say a special thank you to Quest and to uh, Drive, the youth ministries here, for having me speak about a month ago. Uh, at the, and they gave me uh, donations of a whole bunch of snack ma- bags they've made, a whole truckload of warm clothing. And then uh, about two weeks ago, they made sandwiches. So Pastor Andrew, Jen, and four students delivered those sandwiches by hand and with smiles to the folks in the Rehill lot. And uh, I just really appreciate the support of uh, Pathway Church. And thank you for making me part of your math, uh, Pathway Missions team to further Christ's kingdom in Peterborough. I'm honored. All right. So we have uh, one last little two-minute video. This is One Roof Diner. Uh, before the pandemic, we were sending volunteers in each week, um, uh, one day a week, and we were, pack- we were helping to cook and serve all the food. Uh, we've continued to send financial resources, but we hope to once again send volunteers in the near future. So here's a little quick update from them. We're down at One Roof uh, Diner. I'm here with Andy and Kira, and just wanted to let you, our church, know a little bit about uh, what we're supporting as a church. And uh, so I'll let you guys tell us a little bit about what you do down here at One Roof and uh, how it's making a difference. Uh, yeah, so I guess predominantly we are um, a space. We offer a place to hang out and warm up every day, and then we also offer a free community meal to whoever wants it. Right now we're doing some to-goes, and a lot of them are just diamonds, so you can come grab a plate and hang out and play some games or cards. Um, the drop-in is open from 1 until 5 every day. And then in the wintertime, once it starts getting colder, we'll be extending our hours so that people okay. can get some shelter from the weather. Awesome. Uh, we get a lot of food do- donations from Quartha Food Share. So we make up snack bags and we hand out some grocery items in the morning time. Uh, we also do coffee in the evenings, as Andy was saying. And uh, we also uh, provide clean supplies. Um, we have a harm reduction cupboard, so anyone who needs safer supplies, you can provide that for them. And, um, yeah, just pretty much a place where people can come in the afternoon, feel safe, and, you know, get a sense of community. We serve a lot of um, vulnerable populations, a lot of homeless people, people who um, are dependent on substances. So, you know, they're stigmatized around the community, so it's a good place for everyone to kind of come and feel welcome. Uh, and one of the things I wanted to ask you guys, uh, are there opportunities for volunteering? Like if there are folks in our church who, yeah. who really want to serve somewhere, come down, like what, what would that look like? What are the sort of times and yeah. places you need help? We, um, because of COVID, we weren't able to have volunteers anymore for a while, but we're just starting to branch into that again. So right now we have a lot of our community members who will like, they are the ones that hand out the meals or they do coffee. Yeah. So that's one opportunity for community members to come in. And then we also are starting to open up to having church groups come back in to help prepare meals or just individuals who want to come by and help in the kitchen to prepare the meal. So you can just email our coordinator, Molly, and I can get you that email and you can set it up. That's awesome. Thank you. On on behalf of our church family, I'd just like to thank you guys for the amazing work you're doing here. And uh, we really think it's an important thing in our community and we want to support you however we can. Thank you so much. Thank you. Amazing.